how to reach B2B decision makers. That's what you want to know about. That's what I'm going to share with you on today's Inside BS Show. Today, I'm going to share the five steps that are necessary, essential, and will make your life so much easier if you're looking to reach B2B decision makers. And then, at the end of our time together, I'm going to share a success story, something that happened to me. You don't want to miss this because if you miss it, you might make the same mistake I made, and that's not something I ever want you to do. Learn from my mistakes. Here's what we're going to talk about. Number one, starting high. Number two, connecting with the assistant. Number three, looking for influencers who can get you in the door. Number four, charity. And how does that play into this whole thing? Number five, the role of media in reaching a decision maker. All right, thanks for joining me for today's show. Let's dive right into the content. Number one, the first thing you need to do is start high. I want you to go after the CEO. That's right. You heard me correctly. Even if you're shooting for a Fortune 500 company, a Fortune 100 company, a Fortune 50 company, as your client, everything you do should be targeting the CEO. Now, he's not the only person or she's not the only person you should be targeting. You should also target division heads. You should target the heads of lines of business. You should target the head of the business in your local geographic area. But everything you do with someone else should always be also targeted at the CEO. Why? Let's say there's just a 10% chance that the CEO is ever gonna reach out to you. Let's say there's also a better than average, so 55, 60% chance that at some point in the next three years, the CEO will get sick of getting your letters and will push you down to somebody else. You're always gonna do really well when the CEO returns your call, which is very slim in a huge company, more likely in a smaller company, but he or she may push you down to a division head, or they may push you down to a geographic head, the head of the United States division. And this is gonna work out really well for you because the CEO will give direction to that person to reach out to you and see what you've got going on. A mandate from the CEO is always going to be like the red carpet being rolled out to you, and your competitors are not gonna do this. Your competitors are never gonna think that the CEO is gonna help them in any way. They're never gonna think they can get through to the CEO, so they're not gonna call on the CEO. It's a huge competitive advantage for you. Start high. Now, here's my best strategy for going after the CEO. Make a video, just like I'm making a video now. You can use one of these new services like Loom and send the Loom video to the CEO. Or you can send a video to the CEO, believe it or not, on a DVD. Or you can send a link to a video that's a private video on YouTube or Vimeo to the CEO's office. The outside chance that the CEO watches the video and likes the presentation that you make, that's a huge win for you. So make a video and send it to the CEO once a week. Make sure it's less than two minutes long. I would say keep it to about a minute. Make your best sales pitch in a minute. Send the CEO a video every week. It's gonna work wonders for you. Starting high, start with the CEO. Make videos for everybody else down the chain of command. You'll be amazed at how this strategy works. The second thing I want you to do is everyone who's on your target list for any company, you have to connect with their assistant. And what I want you to do is I want you to treat the assistant like he or she is the client. 
this is critically important. Treat the assistant just as well as you would treat the decision maker. In fact, you should treat them better than, at least as well or better than you would treat the decision maker. Why? The assistant holds the key to you getting in the door. That assistant's job, at least part of it, is to keep people away from the business unit leader. Your job is to win the assistant over so they introduce you to the business unit leader. I, when I had a big team, I had an executive assistant that worked for me. I had three different executive assistants over the course of my career. They were all terrific, but the main thing they did was keep people away from me. And if I ever took a meeting with someone they didn't like, believe me, they had no qualms about telling me, listen, I talked to that person on the phone, he's rude. If I didn't take somebody's call and the assistant liked them, the assistant would come in and say to me, you know, Joe's called you every day for a month. And I said, yeah, I know. He sells widgets, blah, blah, blah. They would say, well, we do need widgets, don't we? And I'd say, yeah, but, you know, we're happy with the company. They'd say, listen, give Joe a shot. He's really nice. And he's treated me with respect. And he tells me that he has something that can save us a lot of money. If the assistant said that to me and I didn't take the meeting, I'd have to talk to the assistant hundred times a day in the back of my mind thinking I didn't do what he or she asked me to do and I wouldn't feel good about it. So I would take the meeting just out of courtesy to the assistant, but nine times out of 10, I'd wind up doing business with that person because that assistant was such a trusted confidant of mine. If she liked someone and she trusted someone, I would take the meeting because I thought she had good judgment. You want to connect with the assistant. You want to treat them like a client because most business leaders have the most trusted person in the world outside of their spouse in that executive assistant role. If the executive assistant recommends to the business leader that you spend five minutes with him, you're going to get five minutes. Connect with the assistant, win them over, and treat the assistant like a client. The third thing I want you to do is look for people who can influence that business unit head to make a decision. Look for people who can influence the CEO or the head of the United States. Look for that someone who can influence that person. So the first way to do that is see who you know in common. Go through LinkedIn right now and see if there's someone that you know in common with the CEO. If you don't know a person in common, see if they're on the board of a company where you know someone. See if they play golf at a country club where you know someone. See if they do something in the community in a place where you know someone. Are they on the board of the Chamber of Commerce? Are they part of the enterprise group for your state? Wherever you can find people in common, connect with those people and see if those people will be willing to make an introduction for you. The fourth thing I want you to do is I want you to find out what charitable organization the business leader cares about most. What does the target person care about? What charity, what business, what organization? Then I want you to contribute to that organization. Contribute your time, contribute your talent, or contribute your money, or contribute all three. When you contribute, you will be exposed to everyone in the leadership community of that charity, and hopefully you'll be able to get some face time with the person you're looking to connect with. Now, you have to legitimately engage 
this charitable organization. You can't just throw money at it and hope that you're going to meet the CEO. You got to really care about the cause and you've got to demonstrate that you care about the cause, but charities are a great way to meet executives. The fifth thing you can do is leverage media. You've got to start writing articles in trade journals they read, start doing videos and being interviewed in publications where they watch or websites where they watch videos or media where they watch videos or radio shows that they listen to or podcasts that they listen to. You've got to appear in the media so that it looks like you're an expert, it sounds like you're an expert, and they think you're an expert. This is about visibility, it's about credibility, and it's about differentiating yourself from everyone else who does what you do. You're not a salesperson, you're an expert in your field, and the CEO has to view you as such. Leveraging media is a great way to do that. Those are the five things you can do to reach B2B decision makers. Now, I promised you a success story. Here's the success story I promised you. Oh, wait, before I get to that, I want to offer you something for free. Go to RevenueRoadmapGuide.com, RevenueRoadmapGuide.com. That's my sales system for reaching B2B decision makers, RevenueRoadmapGuide.com. Enter your contact info. You can download the sales system for reaching business-to-business decision makers right there. It's a foolproof system. It's going to help you and your entire sales team reach business-to-business decision makers. Download it now. It's my gift to you. Thanks for joining me here and watching this video. Okay, now the success story. I was a baby consultant. I was a very young consultant. I had just joined a big consulting company, and I had healthcare as my sector. And there was a large hospital system in New York City that my company had never been able to penetrate. I wrote a letter a week to the CEO of this healthcare system. This is back in the day before we had all kinds of media and really easy ways to get in touch with people. I wrote a letter a week and I mailed that letter each week myself. There were about 20 targets on my list that I wrote to every week. After about six months, maybe a little bit longer, maybe six and a half months, I got a phone call and it was the executive assistant to the CEO of this health system. And the assistant said, so-and-so, I'm not going to share the name, wants to meet with you right away. So I said, that's great. We scheduled the meeting and the next week I went in to meet with them And the CEO opened the meeting. The entire executive team was there. CEO opened the meeting by saying, Dave Lorenzo has written me one letter with a business growth strategy every single week for the last half year. I wish that all of you, and she turned to her team and said, I wish that all of you had the same level of persistence toward a strategy that this man has shown us. Regardless of what he has to say, we have to respect the fact that he really wants to work with us and he really wants to make us better. So I wanted to give him 30 minutes in our executive team meeting to share his solutions with us and for him to tell us how he can help make us better. And then hopefully at the end of our time, he can tell us how he became so persistent. Well, not only did I land that account, But two people on that executive team went on to run other health systems. They took me with them. That letter campaign ended up being worth millions and millions of dollars in consulting business. Persistence when it comes to targeting high-level executives, especially in B2B, makes a lot of sense. If you want more great B2B videos just like this, I want you to join me for our next video. It's right down below me right now. You can see it filling in right there. Click on that next video. I'll see you there right now.